Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats from Japan. This is the Day 8 recap, and what a day it was. I know you saw some of the stuff all over social media. I was in the Sapporo Dome a lot of the day yesterday, but little did I know what was coming my way for Day 8. It was truly an incredible day, and it started at the Sapporo Dome. We had the benefit of being in the Sapporo Dome empty. There was nobody there. So th that was one of the biggest highlights for me. It's just that experience of walking through the hallway. It's a very long hallway, but at the end of it, it's right behind home plate. So it's literally just this perfect, this perfect view right in front of you. Walk down this long hallway, out onto the field, all by myself, looked around, and... It was just a really cool experience. It kind of all hits you right there that, man, this is where Shoei Otani played for so many years and a pretty special place to be at. Um, but, you know, the stadium itself was so cool. And to, to experience that stadium, you know, the, the journey that I've been on out here, I went from his Little League to his high school and finished up at the Sapporo Dome, which is where he played professional for professionally for so many years and it's really where his career propelled in terms of the international viewership I think and I know after being out here Shohei Otani was a superstar before he even stepped on the field for the for the fighters but in terms of the international recognition that's the field where it really started to become known he was throwing 103 miles an hour which I got to see the ball yesterday that he threw 103 miles an hour he was hitting a bunch of bombs there I mean it was truly you could feel it being out there so I'm out there alone I'm walking around I'm out on the mound and next thing you know the entire crew is out there and we just started hanging out we had some baseballs some gloves there was a bat I was hitting them infield we were just having a grand old time just out there new boot goofing around just having a lot of fun hitting ground balls throwing rockets across the infield it was a blast um, it was truly a lot of fun and um, you don't really realize how fun it can be taking infield just hanging out with your friends on a in a massive dome all by yourself until you're out there doing it and that was certainly a memory that I will have again I'll say it for the rest of my life I've been saying that a million times out here and uh, as you can imagine this trip will be one that I'll remember for the rest of my life but from there it was out to Mr. Hideki Kuriyama's farm about an hour away from the Sapporo Dome we went out there now this is the the Japanese field of dreams. Now, Hideki Kuriyama is the former manager of the fighters, and he managed there for 10 years, won a couple of championships, and he managed Shohei Otani his entire career with the fighters. So this is a big guy that I was really excited to meet. He, he's royalty here in Japan, especially here in Sapporo. 
He's very well known. He's a legend in the game. He's managing the World Baseball Classic for Team Japan. I mean, this is a pretty big deal. So I was excited to go out there. Kurinoki Farms is the name of it. And he built the Japanese Field of Dreams from scratch with his own hands. Now, 25 years ago, I was talking to him about this. 25 years ago, he went to Iowa to the Field of Dreams and said he fell in love with it. He absolutely loved it. And he wanted to do something like that back in Japan. Well, he did it in his own backyard. How cool is that? And not only is it just beautiful, you have the wooden bleachers there like they do at Field of Dreams. It's a beautiful background, mountains in the distance. But he also made a point to say, if any kids ever come by, if they ever walk up to the field, they can always play for free. No questions asked. They're out there and they're able to play for free. I think that's a really cool part of that place. But it was so awesome just meeting and talking to him. Like I said, this guy is a legend. He meant a lot to Shohei's career um, and to be able to just talk to him. Uh, I have the utmost respect for him. It was an honor to be able to meet him and to be in his presence and to be at his property. And going into his house, what I thought was his house, there was so much memorabilia everywhere. It was the coolest place. If you like memorabilia, you need to go in there. There were jerseys of everybody from Shohei Otani to Frank Thomas to Mark McGuire, everywhere. Bobbleheads, lineup cards, trinkets, everything you could imagine. One really cool thing I saw was a picture of Mr. Kuriyama himself with Joe DiMaggio on the wall. He's a huge Joe DiMaggio fan. He's got a lot of his stuff everywhere. But the last thing I saw in there was the picture of him and Joe DiMaggio. And um, that was really cool. But it got to a point where I was like, there is so much memorabilia in here. How, how is this possible? And then I learned that that is his memorabilia house. He doesn't live in there. It's just a place to keep all of the really, really cool things that he has accrued over the course of his entire career, honestly. He used to play for the Occult Swallows himself, which we got to experience that stadium not too long ago. Um, so just being out there, it was a really cool experience. And right when we were packing up, getting ready to head back to the Sapporo Dome, I found out and was surprised with the fact that I was going to be throwing out the first pitch of the game that night. The Nippon Ham Fighters game, good old me, was throwing out the first pitch. And I had no idea. It was another surprise. Masa pulled out the best acting of his entire career and pretended to be on a phone call and said, hey, uh, do you want to throw out the first pitch? I need an answer right now. And I said, yeah. Yeah, I do. And I immediately started to get nervous. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that, that first pitch in a second, but the, the nerves were a-flowing. Before we headed out, uh, Mr. Kuriyama himself came out and opened up the trunk of his car, and there were so many gift bags. And it just kind of hits you how incredible of a human being he is. Uh, he had a gift for every single person of the crew that I am out here with. And, um, I mean, how, how special is that? He allowed me to come to his house, his property, and see his field of dreams 
that he built. And it was an honor for me to be there. And he took it upon himself to give us gifts. Um, I mean, how special is that? And, and we got to see the gift. We opened it up. It is a bottle of sake, but it has the Field of Dreams. It has his, like, his Field of Dreams logo on it and his name, and there's a mug. I mean, what an awesome experience getting, getting to go out there to, to his place. So, Mr. Kuriyama, if you're listening... Thank you. That was that was really incredible. But from there, it was back to the Sapporo Dome. It's an hour drive, like I mentioned, and I was nervous the whole time because now it was just in my head, I have a first pitch to throw in front of thousands and thousands and thousands of people. I need to make sure that goes well, you know? Like, other people have the luxury of, yeah, you know, like, it's a first pitch. You're going to be nervous. Try not to bounce it, but if you do, not a big deal. Like, you know, I played professional baseball, so it's a little bit different of, like, you Ben, don't look like an idiot. Like, you, you need to do this right because, you know, people know you played baseball and you don't want to make a fool of yourself. So that's kind of in your head. I've played baseball for many, many years. I've played thousands and thousands and thousands of baseball games and thrown millions of baseballs and pitches in my life. But it is different when you are throwing a first pitch. It just is. You can ask anybody that's it's just different. So I get to the stadium and come out, I'm greeted. It's pretty much time to get going. So I go down into the tunnel. Um, they give me a guy a former player on the team was there and I was able to warm up with him. So warming up like in the hallway of the stadium, getting ready to go out for the pitch. Everybody's trying to psych me out and make me a little nervous, telling me not to bounce it, which is really the number one rule of throwing first pitches. Just don't bounce it. So it's time to get ready to go out there. And uh, there, there's a friend of mine on the fighters um, that you know I got to know back in the United States when I was playing professional baseball. He used to play for the Milwaukee Brewers. I was playing with the Detroit Tigers. His name is Cody Ponce. He is on the team. He plays for the Nippon Ham Fighters. And right when I was getting ready to go out to throw the first pitch, sure enough, he was right there. And he informed me that he was going to be the one to catch the first pitch. So um, naturally, he's telling me more of the same things. Like, hey, just don't bounce it. Don't look dumb. Do your best. Go, Ben. So I'm getting ready to walk out there. The gate's open. I walk out to the mound, and just the contrast from being there in the morning and turning around and looking at the stadium empty to then taking the field with thousands of people there and turning around and seeing myself up on the video board. Um, I was watching myself, watch myself on the video board, and then you just kind of, you know, you don't really know what to do. I've never been in an experience where you just feel like you need to wave to thousands of people, but that's what I did. It just turned and started waving, get out there on the mound, my heart starts beating like crazy the second I touched my feet to that dirt my heart started pounding and I'd really just start thinking okay Shohei Otani was right here throwing a lot of pitches now you're here don't embarrass anybody including yourself so after a few seconds I throw the pitch by the way there's a batter when they do first pitches here in Japan they bring out a batter which it might sound crazy but the more you think about it it just speaks volumes to the culture here they don't want anybody to throw a ball and to feel bad about themselves, so they send out a batter to swing no matter what so that you're always throwing a strike. How incredible is that? This batter was actually a guy that was in the starting lineup for the fighters that night, which is incredible in its own right. But 
I step out on the mound, and I'm like, wait a second. There's a batter here. I wasn't prepared for this, but I threw the pitch. It went great. Uh, up on the scoreboard, they put 160, which is 100 miles an hour in the United – well, it is 100 miles an hour. So um, many people around me were saying, I'm not sure you hit 100 miles an hour, but I definitely did. No doubt about it. I threw that pitch 100 miles an hour. Um, but that was a blast. And, and from there, I thought that was kind of – time to relax and I was going to go watch the game but they came back and said hey Ben do you want to do the fox dance and I said hey fighters what's the fox dance and they said let me show you and boy was I in for a treat I have committed to just propelling myself and and throwing myself into everything I possibly can on this trip so they came to me and said do you want to do this and I said sure then I saw the video and I thought oh boy I have to wear a tail, I have to wear fox ears, and I have to do a dance with the cheerleaders. And guess what I did? I did all of it. I wore fox ears, I put on a tail, I learned the dance from the cheerleaders in the hallway, and at the bottom of the third inning, I was told, all right, Ben, it's go time. Head on out there in front of thousands of people wearing a tail and, and do your best. And, you know, I, I really took a second to think about this in the hallway because, if you ever find yourself wondering, how did you get here? And you're in the tunnel of the Sapporo Dome wearing a tail, then, you know, you, you just need to take a moment to reflect. And I did that. I took a moment to reflect and to take it all in and to appreciate um, the moment that I was in. But the third inning ended. I ran out with my tail between my legs right where I needed to be and started doing this dance that... Um, I can only describe as entertaining. Um, there, <laughs> it was an incredible, um, it was an incredible experience. Go watch the video. It's on, it's on Twitter. I'm sure it's going to be on our YouTube as well. Um, but I did the fox dance, which just started this year for the fighters, but it's now a big deal. Everyone was asking me if I was going to do the fox dance. I didn't know what it was. Turns out I did. Get off the field. I waved. There were people cheering for me because I, I, I did such a good job with it. You know, the cheerleaders are really the ones that, that led the way. But I just watched them and, and took after them, and it was, <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous, and it was so much fun. Um, but that wasn't the end of the night. Uh, this day was truly incredible. It was jam-packed, as I mentioned. I went up to watch the game for a little while and then had one last meetup. Uh, had a meetup inside the stadium. And, again, didn't know the turnout, and I don't know why I continue to say or think, man, I don't know what the turnout's going to be like. Turned the corner to the meetup, and there were a bunch of people there, and um, that was really cool. A another great experience of a meetup. Probably 40, 50 people came to this one. A lot of Shohei Otani fans, of course, uh, myself included. And just to take this picture and, and take the picture with people and to shake more hands and, again, just celebrate Shohei Otani in the home where he pitched for so many years, man, it's, it's been special. And it was, it was another special night at the Sapporo Dome. Um, so big shout-out to the Nippon Ham Fighters PR. They, 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 they let me have such an incredible experience there from the morning to the afternoon to the night um, from start to finish. I can't, I can't say thank you enough to them for allowing me in their home and giving me such an incredible experience. So thank you, Fighters PR, for such a great day. Um, let's move on now. That was the end of my day in Japan. Day eight came to a close.
but it is now time for so important it made it to Japan. First of which being Tim Anderson has committed to Team USA for the WBC. I continue to get more and more and more excited about the World Baseball Classic. Team USA is in really good shape. Tim Anderson uh, kind of rounds out the, the defense, the defensive look. He will be the shortstop for Team USA, at least as of right now. Who knows who else could join, but he commits, and Team USA is looking incredible. I am so, so excited about the World Baseball Classic. It starts in March. It goes all throughout March, so stay tuned for a lot of flipping bad stuff around that. Next up, Julio Rodriguez, the J-Rod Show. The Mariners lock him up for years and years to come. $210 million guaranteed, but that, my friends, is the minimum. Now, this contract is full of a lot of details, and I'm going to give a deep dive into this contract when I get back to the United States because it's important. But basically, this contract could be anywhere from 6, 8, 10, 13, 16, 18 years, and if it's maxed out, if it gets to its its potential, it could be the biggest contract of all time. But there's a lot of details in that, and I'm going to deep dive into that. But congrats to Julio Rodriguez, and congrats to the Mariners. Good for the Mariners for locking up their guy. They have a guy that appears to be a, a, a world-class baseball player and an all-time great if, you know, if he continues on the direction he is. So good for them for locking him up. Good for Julio Rodriguez for getting that, uh, that contract. So congratulations to all involved there. Really big deal. Next up, it is time for one of my favorite segments out here. Let's bring in one of the heroes of the trip, Masa, for today's Japanese word of the day. Yesterday's Japanese word of the day was Sankang O, triple crown. I don't think you even know what yesterday's was. You, you gave me the wrong one at first, and then we were all over the place. So I, yeah, yesterday's might not have been Sankango, but my Japanese is really taken off here. So let me learn another word. Today is Sayonara Home Run. Wow, I love that. Sayonara Home Run. What is that? Uh, walk off. Walk off home run? Wow, I love that. Sayonara Home Run. Walk off home run. Uh, I like that a lot. So. I'm going to do my best to go through some things here. Yaku, baseball, Sanshin, strikeout. Um, Kangzenjia, perfect game. Nitoriyu, two-way player. Chakyu, fastball. Chokyu, yeah. fastball. Daida, pinch hitter. Sankang O, triple crown. Um, Sayonara, home run. Walk-off homer. Did I get to 10? One more, one more. That's pretty impressive. Uh, what is it? We did it yesterday. Chokyu? Stadium, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, Japanese? In Japanese, that is, what is it? Kujo. 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 Yes. So, uh, I did pretty good. We yeah, got to yeah. ten. Yeah, I, incredible. Masa, thank you for joining me for this Japanese word of the day. Um, this is the last episode from Japan. I am heading back home on that helicopter that is flying over my head right now. <laughs> it is dropping right here to pick me up. Masa, thank you for uh, helping me this trip. Thank you for being here for this word of the day. And thank you for becoming a good friend over the last year plus and throughout this process as well. Oh, you're welcome. Always a pleasure. It's fun to work with you guys. Yeah. yeah.
This has been an absolute blast. Thank you all for listening and being along this journey. This journey is not done. Uh, today is a travel day. Tomorrow is probably a travel day considering the international dateline is involved here. So I'm going to be traveling for like two days. Um, but when I get back, the first show back, uh, make sure you listen. The Monday episode of Flippin' Bats will be a full recap detailing my entire experience. Uh, I'm probably going to get emotional. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be a special episode. So Monday, make sure you're listening. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Flippin' Bats, and thank you for coming along this journey with me. Uh, make sure you're subscribing anywhere you listen to your podcast and following on all social media, and you can watch on YouTube at Flippin' Bats Pod as well. But until next time, sayonara home run. Walk off home run. Peace out, my friends. Thank you for joining. Um, and as I have been saying this entire trip, um, what is, what's, the, what's the word I've been saying goodbye? Um, <laughs> Go Kigenya! <laughs> Go Kigenya, my friends. See ya.